Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, a clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic and the president of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice in which we learn about updates in laboratory testing during the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, Bill, welcome back. It's always great to talk to you. Yeah, it's good. It's always great to be back and to talk to you. So, excellent. Well, boy, a lot is happening on the COVID front still with cases increasing around parts of the country. And here we are in the upper Midwest and cases are really picking up. So what are the main messages in your mind to get out to the public? Because I think that there's still a lot of people that aren't really sure what to do if they're feeling sick or if they've been exposed to someone that maybe has COVID. Yeah, you know, it's interesting we certainly are seeing the cases start to go up uh, in this part of the country, you know, in, in Minnesota where you and I are right now and in the upper Midwest and in other parts of the country. And, and I think it, it's understandable in a couple of different ways. Number one, it's been around for a while and I think people are just starting to fatigue on doing some of the things to protect themselves, mask wearing and other things. And the other, you think about it, this is the first time we've gone into a cold and flu season with COVID, right? Yeah. And that's something that we have to get used to. It, it really came on us in this country at the tail end of what would have been our cold and flu season. So here we're going in, and I think people have to start to think about with that in mind, what things do we need to be doing as individuals to help protect ourselves and those around us from potentially being exposed to COVID? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this is a really timely topic, and that's a great point. It's getting colder outside. We're going to want to spend more time together, and with the holidays coming up, we're going to be wanting to spend time with loved ones. So, yeah, how do we protect ourselves and keep others safe? Yeah, and you know, the other piece of it is, it's also a time of year when we tend to be busy with work. I mean, we like to talk about the holidays, but we, we know it's a hectic time because end-of-year things happening. There's deadlines at work. And now it's even more acute as because companies are feeling a lot of pressure and workplaces are feeling a lot of pressure to reopen or to try and catch up. And so uh, I think we have to really be thoughtful about when our best intentions uh, actually going to make us to lead, make the wrong decisions. And so and particularly in the setting of the COVID pandemic. And I think a lot about people going to work when they think they might be sick, you know, and I think yeah. that's one thing people really think about. Well, you know, that's coming up more and more. And I think it's a long-standing part of our culture of just wanting to work, wanting to be there, wanting to support your colleagues, wanting to get the job done. But if you're sick and you're not feeling well, you're not helping yourself and you're not helping your colleagues. And, uh, you know, there's actually a name for this. It's called presenteeism. You know, when you go to work, when you're sick, because you just feel that strong sense of obligation or you have a lot of work to get done. But I think we really need to change that and, and let people know it's acceptable and in fact encouraged or even required that if you're not feeling well, you need to stay home. You're hurting yourself, you're hurting those around you. And in the workplace, I think we need to make accommodations for that and not treat them differently if they're staying home because they're feeling under the weather. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think, first of all, it's also that stoicism is the other word that came to yes. mind as you were talking, right? <laughs> that, it, that, look, it's a busy time of year. I have a little sniffles, probably my allergies, or I didn't sleep that well, and that's why my throat is scratchy. 
unfortunately, we know with COVID, it's in those early days, either mm -hmm. right before you get symptoms or when you first have them, that you're most likely to spread it. And just a day or two at work can lead to a significant number of exposures for other people that then have to deal with the fact that they have been exposed. And we should probably talk about that too. Mm -hmm. So just, I mean, you're really doing the best thing for your workplace is if you feel like you're, you're feeling sick is to not go in and try and work from home if you're feeling up for that or to rest. But it's the worst thing you can do is say is to quote, and I'll use my finger quotes here on a podcast, which never works, but it says to quote, <laughs> tough it out, right? Which is what right. a lot of us want to do out of a sense of obligation to our work or pressure. Or honestly, sometimes it's because you've been at home a lot and you want to get out and more comfortable going to work to do your work. But the reality is you really can't risk exposing people. And even if you don't have COVID, the problem is, is that, of course, if you have even the common cold, another coronavirus or influenza, you'll be exposing people to that as well. And those are people that will ultimately need to be tested because they won't know that they were exposed to you with the cold. So, and that's another big concern we have is with the surge of cases, we've seen, we have to continue to be mindful that we could get back to where testing is in short supply again, which is, we know, a really bad situation. Right. Yeah, well, that really gets to the point, too, that if we end up having this go out of control and then we'll have so many COVID cases, then that will impact people's routine medical care as well. So we want to make sure that people can uh, still go get their routine medical care. And in fact, that's probably another thing we should talk about is why that's still important. We still need to live our lives and get our routine health care. Yeah, I think two things. Number one, when you talk about the risk, especially now coming into what's going to be the holiday season, we know that at home, the home risk of home transmission is actually the highest. So if you know you've been exposed, and this is a reason, again, not to expose people, but if you are feeling sick or you know you've been exposed, is to also isolate yourself from, from your people at your home. And that means maybe wearing everyone masking at home mm -hmm. or, you know, if you had a known exposure before you can get tested to, to be masked up. I think be really careful in your home as well, not just at work. And the other piece of it, though, is, and when being at home, People have to remember that there's nurse lines and there's a lot of support out there in healthcare systems for individuals. Um, and that's not just for like you might have COVID, but for something else. On the one side, people are more apt to go into work. On the other, we see people are less, more reticent to go get their routine healthcare or to get other healthcare needs addressed to your point because they're worried about catching COVID at the hospital. And if that's your concern, use nurse lines, use other things and don't neglect your routine care, especially for your kids at getting flu vaccines for ourselves, keeping up on your kids' vaccines, keeping up on your dental health. Those are all things that are important. And so to your point, we can't neglect our routine care. We should be more likely than ever to pick up the phone and call a nurse line or something if we feel like we might have some health care need, whether it's a cold or COVID or something else. And we should really be careful at home, if we, especially if we've known we've had a known exposure, is to try and protect other people in our households. Yeah, so if someone has had a known exposure, what advice would you give to them? I would probably say, well, talk to Dr. Pritch. She's a clinical microbiologist. <laughs> no. I mean, but the big thing is to isolate, you know, yeah. just to isolate yourself from your family members, uh, mm -hmm. which is difficult. And remember, there's good studies now. The one I always cite is the, is the one with the, with the two the hairdressers. Uh, hairdressers, right? Yeah. That were both COVID positive, but they were masked and all their clientele were masked and there were 100 exposures and no one got COVID. So mm -hmm. mask at home, although if people don't like that, eat meals on your own. Think about things where your mask would be off. Just think about things to protect your family members if you've had a known exposure, because unfortunately, it's going to take a few days where you could have the virus and not know it, and the testing's not going to be very sensitive for picking it up. That's why if we feel like we could potentially have be sick, 
that's all the more reason to not go into work or not go out in public because, you know, then all of a sudden you're exposing other people and they're going to have to take measures in their own life, to, you know, which well, they wouldn't have to if they hadn't been exposed to someone with COVID. Yeah. Well, I think it's a good reminder, even though we've talked about this before, but, you know, it doesn't hurt to just revisit this. If you're feeling sick, stay home. If you've had an exposure, make sure you're protecting your loved ones, the people around you. Um, and don't feel like you have to go in and tough it out. Like you said, Bill, you know, that yeah. stoicism, that whole sense of obligation. We need to encourage people that it's, it's okay to stay home. And of course, employers need to be able to work through situations where people stay home as well. And it is a bit of a culture shift. And not all, not all businesses are really set up to deal with that. But I think that it really is the best thing for us to do yeah. as a community. I I agree. And wear your masks, wash your yes. hands. Those things help. If you're, I know there's a lot of people that are struggling and businesses that are struggling and you really want to get in there and, and help. But the reality is that if you do have COVID and you go into help, it could actually cause more harm to your place of business because then more people won't be able to work. You know, it's unfortunate that we're in this, but this is where we're in right now. So keep that diligence high. And the flip side is, don't neglect your other healthcare needs. Mm -hmm. Don't regret and don't neglect that those healthcare needs include your social needs and your, your psychological needs. Continue to get out, try and be active. Doesn't mean you have to be shut in, but just be thoughtful, continue to, to reach out to people and honestly plan ahead. That's the other thing with, with visits and things, knowing that they can be disrupted by COVID. Have a plan B for your family. If, if mm -hmm. someone's sick and can't travel, what are we gonna do to make sure that we still feel, you know, we're gonna have a group call or we're gonna do something just to think ahead. That's a good point. And as far as thinking ahead, this is a time now for everyone to plan on how they're going to get their flu vaccine, when and where, because it's certainly the time to think about that. And that gets into not uh, neglecting your routine health care. That's right. Yeah. Vaccinate, getting your flu vaccine this year is probably more important than ever. Mm -hmm. Number one, because then decreases the likelihood you get flu, which means then you won't have to get evaluated for flu and potentially COVID. And again, there is some some information to suggest that getting your flu vaccine might actually help protect you from COVID by gearing up your immune system. So those are all things to remember. And it's probably as we're coming in here, I think one of the concerns you and I both have is there might see another huge surge of demand for testing around the Thanksgiving holiday here. Mm -hmm. If people have flu and then we need to rule out COVID and with people traveling and there's, you know, coming, we've seen a lot of the outbreaks that we're seeing now and increasing cases is in the, in the, on the campuses of the universities and in that age group, the young adults. So just to, you know, again, what does this mean for testing going forward is going to be really important too. Lots of good messages here. And I think also just the message, just, uh, you know, keep up your spirits, keep up your vigilance and continue doing all the things that keep you and your family safe. Yep. Stay safe. Take care of yourself and take care of others. And part of that is if you're feeling like you might be getting sick, it's to not go into work or expose other people through yeah. social settings also. Well said. Excellent. All right. Thanks as always. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.